This podcast is intended for listeners over the age of 19 in Ontario, and we ask that you respect your local laws regarding cannabis. Oh, you got tripped up there. But this season of High Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Pops Cannabis with retail locations all over Ontario. One is popping into your community, too. Yeah, check them out online at popscannabis.ca or on Instagram at popscannabis. Use code HIGHLADY6 for a 10% discount on your next in-store purchase. Cool. Please be sure to like, download, follow, subscribe, and of course, share Hi Ladies with all your friends. Hi ladies. Hi ladies. Hi Amanda. Hi Annie. Hello Mel. Welcome to the Hotbox. Hi ladies. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Mel is the creative director of Urban Green Modern Market. Um, in Toronto. Thank you. Yes, in Toronto. Dundas I can't read. I can't read. <laughs> on Dundas Street West. Um, and this week's episode is brought to you in partnership with Urban Green Modern Market. And Mel is their creative director. Um, Mel, can you just give us a little bit of background on who you are and how um, Urban Green Market came to be? Well, um, absolutely. So my history and background is a little bit diverse, um, but I've basically been in uh, luxury goods and services, um, working for different companies and also doing brand development or private label food development for different companies. And my last project that I put a lot of effort into was I had a a plant-based food company called The Plant YYZ, and we had shop and shops in uh, Saxon Avenue and Pusateries and that sort of thing. And during the pandemic, what happened was that food business kind of took a standstill as I was co-packing for other people. I realized that my business was very dependent on other businesses, so I really wanted to explore the cannabis space because I saw that it was coming to legalization and started working in the industry and fell in love with it and realized that I had a lot of potential in product development because of my background with plant-based foods and started to seek out some partnerships that had maybe more uh, of my alignment and ended up at Urban Green by just approaching them and seeing where they were taking the business. And I fell in love with the concept of the modern market. And here we are. So what is the modern market? So the modern market, in my opinion, is um, the direction of where we need uh, to go within cannabis. It's a hybrid retail uh, wellness cafe. So we have, and it's a space for event hire. So um, it has multifaceted purposes, and that's um, to help create community, to really provide inclusive and safe spaces for people to consume, and also provide them with really nutrient-dense, healthy foods. So we're bringing it all into that space together under one one roof here at 844 Dundas West. So it's really, and people are invited to come and stay and um, we're building out, uh, we're programming many events to to build community. We have Wednesday socials where every Wednesday we're going to have the community here for different uh, consumption events. And then um, moving forward, uh, just working in collaboration with other brands to uh, build platforms like our creator series to help amplify uh, the culture of cannabis and help to destigmatize and normalize the behaviors. A hundred percent. Well, we were super lucky to attend the grand opening just a few days ago, and we were absolutely blown away by the space. Uh, When I think of the future of cannabis consumption spaces, that's sort of what I think about. Um, As somebody who no longer 
consumes alcohol, um, I always feel left out uh, from the bar scene, right? Like, I don't even want to be in a bar uh, anymore. I just, you know, and I, I really do feel left out. Um, there are so many cannabis stores in urban and not urban areas, but there's no space for cannabis consumers. There's just, yeah, it, and, and I think it's really very forward-thinking to say, mm -hmm. okay, we don't legally have consumption spaces no. yet, but let's build the framework so we can work towards that. And I think that the opening really showed how beautiful it could be because yeah. it was a, not only a lovely, open, welcoming space, yeah. I could see the versatility of the space. Mm -hmm. And you're sort of thinking, forward-thinking, in that in the next few years, hopefully... We won't just have bars on every corner. There will be spaces for cannabis users to consume within their community, right? Absolutely. And what we want to do with the programming of events, what we're doing is we're working within our boundaries, but in, in a way that showcases what the potential of that looks like and how diverse it can be. Because right now there's a very limited skew of people's perception of what a cannabis consumption space is. There is so much more that we have to show in the diversity of what types of events, what types of, like, yeah, recreation is one part, but there is a myriad of other things that you can use cannabis for. And we want to be doing those kinds of events now until it does open up that you can have consumption lounges right. legally, that we've already been programming that into the fabric of this as the foundation by doing events that are for our members if they want to become part of the Urban Explorer, but it helps us to be start you doing creating the behavior and to normalize the behaviors, but also creating the habit that there are going to be these spaces and then connecting people with other like-minded people who want to enjoy in these similar things. So it's like, yeah, like you said, building a framework means that you have to find a way to so that you, you can get to market without barrier. And for us, we can't just let these, you know, illogical laws hold us back. We find ways around them so that we can kind of lay, you know, like you say, the groundwork or the framework so that we can continue and hopefully push that needle together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and I mean, as we find more Canadians embracing this plant, um, not just for recreational use, but for wellness, you know, mm -hmm. there, there needs to be a place where they can go and get some education, where they can find other people and talk about what's going on you know, in their journey, yes. right? Yep. And, and there, you know, like I can see your space being used for for everything from, you know, just a gathering space, you know, for like-minded individuals to like having yoga classes and, you know, renting it out for like a, you know, an event function. Birthday parties, right? parties, <laughs> team building meetings. I was like, that would be so much fun to do. a. So in oh, the yeah. space they have life-size, human-sized Lego, um, which we were like, fascinated like, with. Like to build furniture with. The okay? DJ so table is made out of huge Lego. Their sales table is made out of Lego. They've got this beautiful bench made out of Lego. <laughs> it's gorgeous. What about team building? Yeah. You know, you, everybody can Yo, consume if you, some cannabis and, and build something with Lego. It's it, The possibilities are really endless. Right? If you can take a corporate team, get them high... You know, like in, 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 in like a good mood, right? And get them team building. That's so much more effective than like climb the uh, the the rock wall. Yeah, you know? like yeah, work together to get. Well, and and if I can just interject one yeah. thing, it's like that curiosity is like cannabis. Really, it, it it has that potential to really light people up. So you're really using the plant in its best way is when you're 
you're pushing it towards curiosity. That's mm-hmm. that's what it speaks to so much. So it's like interesting because it's utilizing the plant in its in its optimal way. I think because that's how you bring people together. It's those connections through experience. Exactly. 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 And you know, help us understand why why are we not allowed to have consumption spaces? Well, I mean, that's the question. This is what we're all asking. It's a legal. It's a legal product that we're basically, you know, regulated to do it at home. And in my opinion, when you do that, you're creating it, you're still hiding it. So you're never going to normalize the behaviors or the stit. You're never going to remove stigmas if that's the case. So, you know, a lot of it is the way it's been, um, you know, brought to market. It's it's government run. So we have... (laughs) And they're the producer and the, and then they have all the retail stores. So, you know, the scales are definitely in their favor. Um, I think that's the point. We need to uh, level the playing field yeah. so that you can have independent retail stores be able to function and succeed. Because right now the model is pretty much eradicating independent retailers. 100%. And they're allowing this to happen because it's all in their favor. So right. we need to have more conversations around how are we going to level that out and how can we do this better? Because if this, you know, we're three years in and we're still not able to consume. That's, you know, it's it doesn't take long for systems to be placed something that's easy like this it's turnkey it's not that hard we've just made we've put so many barriers up yeah that now we're dealing with that and it's just because we wanted legalization but now it's like now we can start pushing for the things that don't really make sense because we're here it's not going anywhere so it needs to shape in a way that's better for the consumer at the end of the day because they are they're also losing out as well yeah well urban green market will end up being sort of a, a like see this can be done like they are doing it it's good for the community it will be something that's looked towards and and we'll be able to say as we try and change le- legislation mm-hmm. you know we are there is a framework for this i love my facts um this is not like reinventing the wheel. No, this isn't. This isn't. You know, this is not a new or, yeah. thing. There are seven states that are currently in have the US. legislation yet okay. for, in this U.S. that have legislation in place for consumption lounges. There are more on the docket. So if, if the America can do it, we can do it. And then also, I was in Amsterdam before the turn of the century, mm-hmm. before cell phones, before Amanda hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> and they had it down. And the Dutch really felt that consumption lounges, especially in urban areas like Amsterdam, were integral because they're very respectful um, people. And they, they say, you, you do what you want to do, and you do it in a consumption lounge. Don't do it on the street. I'm taking my kid to school. And we have to get to that point of maturity mm-hmm. where we say, give, mm-hmm. you're, you're legally selling it to us. Legally give us a space. Don't push us into back alleys. Don't make us have to hide in, you know, we can't do it in the park. I don't even, it's right. back alleys is what's left. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I mean, it just doesn't, you know, anytime anything has to be concealed like that or a secrecy, it always leads to negative uh, outcome for me, in my opinion. Yes. There should be no reason why it's like still in dark corners and back alleys. Like it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, that's the other thing. I think the only way to push all of these really important facts forward and get things changed is by banding together as a community because, 
you know, we need to speak from the consumers' minds, not just the corporations that are dictating the market at the, at the at the moment. We need to have more voices in the game. So it's important that people who are aligned with you, like yourselves, meeting you guys who are building this platform to communicate all of this amazing information, and then finding more partners like that and more collaborators until you know you're you're building a community of people who are really trying to push the right things forward, so that we can open the market up and and just do what the potential of the plant can do without these illogical restrictions that don't make any sense. They're just counterintuitive. Yeah. Counterintuitive. Well, Mel, like one of the things that when I'm talking with people who dream of having um, consumption lounges and when I'm talking with like politicians and people who sort of are decision makers in this space, everybody seems to come back to like, oh, well, the smoke-free Ontario Act. It says absolutely no indoor consumption of like combustible things but i really think that urban green modern market has found a way to to do this with like without even having to play that that game because we're not promoting you know smoking to get high we're we're like hey here's some wellness options that you can integrate into your day as you're going walking the dog as you're you know doing the doing your thing um being able to, uh, Mel, you've got these wonderful, the chocolate, the Mexican chocolate. Oh, my goodness, chocolate, I've been dreaming about that. Which was infused <laughs> with Ripple. Um, you know, it's very, I think, antiquated to think of it as just smoking. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it, right? And I think that when we talk, you know, amongst ourselves within the industry, we have to get away from... A consum- right, like a, con- a consumption lounge is only to combust, Yeah. And I think that's so interesting that, again, if we show the different facets or the different ways that you can consume, Mm -hmm. it doesn't we need to kind of reshape the way or reframe the way we look at consumption uh, for cannabis, because it's not all just smoking blunts, which there's a time and a place for that. Absolutely. If you like and if you like combustibles, there's opportunities to, you know, where we can do heated patios and different things where we we want to really make sure we can um, service all of our customers. We find smart solutions. And there are those smart solutions exist where we're following all the rules. Exactly. But we have to re- reframe how people see cannabis consumption because it's oftentimes that image that, you know, like you said, it's all about combustibles, but there's so many other ways like, you know, doing classes where you maybe you do a tea before and then you're doing a moving meditation and then you're having, you know, a wellness brunch. There's like all of those things are consuming, but they all look different. I love so it. So it's like, how amazing could that be? Like there's different ways that just like everything, you might not like smoking, but you might be very curious about having an edible. So why not try an Mexican hot chocolate that's infused with CBD THC. Let me tell you, that it's thing, an easy, it warmed me up. That, that, yeah. that Mexican melting chocolate did the trick, you know? Like, yeah. that, that is something that I could see myself sipping on in the fall, in the winter, on a patio. Oh, mm. And it's and it's actually from it's from Oaxaca. That's why it's we call it the it's the Oaxaca Mexican drinking chocolate because it's from there. It's a specific type of chocolate that we get from a provider uh, from uh, Choco Soul here in Toronto. They're a wonderful producer, and they're one they're our partner for our for our chocolates in store because they just have really good ingredients. But they're um, yeah, so it's like it's a ceremonial almost like in Mexico, and there's certain parts where it's ceremonial to drink that really beautiful luxurious chocolate and it's chocolate's a perfect uh catalyst to for the cannabis yes. they just really work well together so 
it's it's nice. Some of our recipe development, um, we really, really thought about how it could be um, if you infused it. So it's all with the purpose of infuse if you choose. We're not here to make that decision for you, but if you do choose to, these beverages were made specifically for that reason, to be the best that they could be um, but without binders, stabilizers, or any of the uh, chemical additives that you find in other types of um, beverages. It's amazing. Well, I, I know that we picked up some, uh, my new favorite necklace, um, and some absolutely adorable accessories from Urban Green Modern Market when we were down there on Wednesday. Um, we took home necklace grinders, which I think are hands down the coolest thing in the world. So it, it's like a solid metal grinder. It's a real grinder. Like it's a it's legit just a quarter of the size, and right? it's on a pen. It's like a pendant. It's so beautiful. It, it's the exact amount for like one joint. Yeah, you know, it's perfect. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And you'll have to visit the space yourselves, listeners, to see. Yeah, it's an experience. Uh, um, the um, artisan series of beautiful. I, I don't want. They're, they're not just canvas products. There's no. Your your recycled. Uh, upcycled fabrics and beautiful hats and all sorts of wonderful things. So I, I definitely encourage people to go and explore spaces yeah. like Urban Green Modern Market. Yep. And I hope to be able to come back in a year. Most definitely. And hear about your full-fledged events because I know your space is, you know, expandable mm-hmm. and your your um, business model is expandable and it's I see great things in the future. Um, I have high yeah, hopes. I do, I do. Uh, Mel, oh, can, thank you. Mel, can you tell us um, or tell listeners how to follow Urban Green Modern Market and how they can inquire about having their next event at Urban? Absolutely. So um, on Instagram, you'll find us at uh, Urban Green Modern Market and Urban being E-R-E-N. Um, you can also fo- uh, follow our cannabis um, Instagram if you wish as well, which is the shop right next door. And that is urban green underscore. And yeah, so those will be where we put everything. And if um, you need to get in touch via space, feel free to direct message on Instagram or you can alternatively email uh, mel at urbangreen.com or iowak, I-O-W-A-C at urbangreen.com. I think we'll put that in the show notes. That was yeah. a lot of info. You are a reachable woman. That's very cool. Is there anything else <laughs> that we haven't asked that you think our listeners should know? Um, no, I mean, that was amazing. I think we did good there. Perfect. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, no, I like how it is. I like whatever comes out is meant to be. I don't like to go Perfect. over that. Sounds, I think I think it was good. Was it okay? Did I talk too much? Okay, we're not done yet, Mel. <laughs> You're jumping oh, ahead of me. All right. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't jump ahead now. So, Mel, thanks for joining us in the hot box today. Uh, we're so excited for the future of consumption spaces and for attending your event. Gave us hope for the future of cannabis spaces. So, stay high, Mel. Hi. Um, now we're going to see who is popping in from Pops today. Hi, welcome to the Hotbox. Can you tell us your name and where you're popping in from? Uh, my name is Jamie McKenzie, and I'm from Sudbury, Ontario, and I work with Pops Cannabis. Awesome. awesome. You're at the Hanmer location? Yep. And oh, Hanmer, H-A-N-M-E-R. Yeah. So H- Hanmer is like 20, 25 minutes north of Sudbury, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, some would say that long, some would say <laughs> a bit quicker, but <laughs> depending de- on traffic. <laughs> depends on local. how you drive, yeah. How heavy your foot is. 
Oh yeah, you know, it's uh I I I like to think I'm a good driver, so about 20 minutes we'll call it. All right. <laughs> um so Jamie, thanks so much for popping in with us. Um we we were chatting a little earlier. We know that you have a uh, long relationship with cannabis all the way back into the legacy market. And we were kind of wondering how does that influence you as a bud tender? Oh wow, that's a it's a great question. Uh, I mean, realistically, how it influences my conversations at any point in time is, you know, it, it gives me the knowledge base, it gives me the understanding what people are looking for. It's I've been a connection for our local community now for, you know, twenty plus years, almost at twenty five. So when it comes to being able to listen to our guests and listen to what their experiences are and what they're asking for. Um, you know, it's just been second nature my entire life. So, uh, as far as experience goes, the knowledge base, the understanding of what strains and what cannabis does for a person, um, right down to, uh, listening to how their daily conversations are going and maybe how their, you know, how their afternoons are going. Sometimes it's great to be able to help people and get people great cannabis, but giving them a good experience and listening to them is also just as important. I heard that congratulations are in order. You have been nominated for Bud Tender of the Year through BudTalk.ca. Is that right? Yep. That is so cool. We love Bud Talk. They're amazing. Yes. Um, is there a way for us to vote for you? Um, just on their Instagram page, uh, within the next few days, they're going to be releasing the uh, final round of the voting for uh, the final four nominees. Um, I was one of the nominees. There's three other fantastic and excellent people involved. So um, they will be releasing it on Instagram and their Instagram page is at blunttalk.ca. And uh, people can watch, follow their stories. And when they release the uh, when they release the final round, just plug in the name people think is uh is is or the name of the person that resonates well for them so um i hope it's myself i also know that i'm against some fantastic people that have passion just as deeply rooted as mine so i hope the best person wins and i hope we can all get together and have a good time afterwards oh good luck on that one now so if you're in the hammer in sudbury area and need a knowledgeable bud tender you should pop into see jamie at pops cannabis you absolutely should. And if you do pop in, make sure you use the code HIGHLADY6 for a 10% discount. Yes. Cool. Thank you so much, Jamie. That was awesome. Remember to use your code HIGHLADY6 for 10% off to your visit to your next your local Pops Cannabis. I think now has come the time. It is time for us to step away. Take a toke. And go be moms. If you'd enjoyed today, if you've enjoyed today's episode, I want you to do something different. I usually do the same rant at the end of every show. You know it, I know it, we're sick of it. I want you all to do one thing this week. Please go and leave us a review. We need more reviews online to get us out there, to push the algorithm. So all you have to do this week is listen to the podcast, visit a pops, and leave High Ladies Podcast a review. Bye, ladies. Bye.